The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So welcome, welcome to uh, this morning's short little talk. So again, I'm continuing with this theme of uh, poetry of practice. And this poem includes a surprise. Again, maybe I'll even just say the biggest shifts in practice are a surprise. It's not like there's a certain like we can see a big shift uh, coming and then we just inch up upon it and then we know like, okay, the next moment something big is going to happen or a shift is going to happen. It doesn't happen that way. And all of us know this, right? With those of us who have a meditation practice, it's often when there's um, like maybe dropping to a little deeper level or gaining an insight, there's always an element of surprise to that. That's just the way the practice is. It's not like we could exactly see like, oh, okay, so as I meditate for 12 and a half minutes longer, something is going to happen. But there's a way in which we're always like stealing ourselves or bracing ourselves against surprises. So one way that sometimes I think about uh, practice is that this idea of um, going up a children's slide, you know, in little playgrounds, they have these slides and that it takes some effort that you have to like walk up to the top of the slide and that's some effort. But then you get to the top and you go and off you go like down the slide. And so it's not like there's always a complete letting go and it's not like there's always just effort. And the difference uh, between an, this uh, metaphor, this analogy that I'm making up in actual practice is, of course, that we don't really know when we're at the top of the slide and the sliding down is about to happen. So I'll read this poem, the same poem that I dropped into the guided meditation, and uh, maybe I'll unpack it a little bit and we'll see how this is. So the poem goes like this. Another day walking in circles with an empty bowl, leaning on my staff in the middle of the road, my whole body shaking with hunger. What little strength I had left, left me. As I was falling to the ground, I saw. I was the spoonful of rice. And this whole world, the bowl, you can't miss, even if you try. So there's lots of different ways we might interpret this poem. And I'm offering you some thoughts, right? This is just one person's ideas. I certainly don't want to sit here and say this is the authoritative way. I'm just offering some food for thought, some things to consider. But Maybe you have your own interpretation. Maybe there's a way in which your life experience, your practice would point to a different interpretation. And for me, this is part of what I love about poetry is that there doesn't have to be one way. 
we're not necessarily sure exactly what the poet is pointing to. And maybe it lands differently for all of us. And so for me, poetry is like an invitation for us to explore for ourselves. Okay, so this poem, the poet writes, Another day walking in circles with an empty bowl. So as I pointed out a few days ago in these poems, this idea of like walking in circles, this idea of like, I'm not getting anywhere. I just, uh, there's maybe some movement happening, but there's no sense of going anywhere. So this feeling of stuckness. We might even imagine that this, uh, the person in the poem is on an alms round. Might they uh, might be a nun or monastic, who is you know with a, this is what they would do. They'd have like with their alms bowls and go for an alms rounds to see if somebody would put something a meal for them to eat in the alms bowl. So I like that this idea another day. So this isn't the first time it has happened. So even though it's happened before, the first time it happened, she didn't completely give up. Like, okay, I'm still going to do this. It's kind of like still persevering, even though there's this feeling of stuckness or not getting what uh, she wanted. So this empty bowl, I'd say is like pointing to this sense of lack, this sense of insufficiency, this sense of needing more. And maybe if, uh, for those of us who don't go on alms rounds, we might... Uh, I have it think it's pointing to the sense of seeking. Yeah, I, I, I got to find something. It's something's not quite right. I need more. I need something in order to feel full, in order to feel complete. And I think for many of us, we come to a spiritual practice because there is this sense of lack. And there's then spiritual practice becomes this really strong sense of seeking, seeking, seeking. So the next lines, leaning on my staff in the middle of the road, my whole body shaking with hunger. Kind of like this idea of like leaning on a staff, using a cane, recognizing that we need support, but that not letting that stop us. So maybe we can't walk as easily as we once could. But that doesn't mean that we completely stopped walking. The person in this poem is just using the support that's needed. And it you know, sounds like a very skillful, wise thing to do. And then the poet is saying, in the middle of the road. So I haven't arrived at her destination, but not quite where she started, and maybe not quite where she's going. So maybe she's in the midst, midst, in the midst of crossing over the flood, some of you know this expression that's common in Buddhist teachings of like how to cross over the flood, like how to get to the other shore. So uh, the poet here, rather than using this analogy of crossing a river, maybe he's just crossing a road. And she is in the midst of crossing, not quite there yet. But maybe doesn't even recognize that not quite there yet. Shaking with hunger. Yeah, right, feeling this sense of lack thoroughly. It's uncomfortable. We do not want to feel this. 
Nobody wants to feel this. But maybe there's a way in which we, there's no longer possible to stop feeling it. It becomes like the most dominant experience, this real sense of I want something different. And maybe there's a sense of possibility that there can be something different. And and a poem that I wrote another day, an earlier day in this series, there's a sense of trembling, like feeling it all through the body. And it's a physical, visceral experience. So it's not so much thoughts. And so here, that same idea of getting expressed through shaking, shaking with hunger here. It's like, you know, really feeling thoroughly that there's something here that's not quite right. And that, and, and this wish for it to be right. And then a surprise happens. Kind of this letting go and letting us feel exactly what we don't want to feel. None of us want to feel this shaking with hunger or this trembling or this sense of lack. And maybe there's a way that we've been bracing ourselves. Maybe we've been using this cane, this stuff, as a way to um, support ourselves and bolster ourselves to make sure we never feel it. But then whatever strength she had left, left her. So no longer being supported by what once was supporting. And it's true that some of us come to this spiritual practice because what was supporting us is no longer available. I have a terrible diagnosis or a loved one dies or this like an unexpected change in our life circumstances, ending of relationships, children leaving for college, whatever it might be. It's what we were using to support us and maybe define us is no longer there. And then the next line in this poem, as I was falling to the ground, I saw. This radical letting go, not the usual way, not walking, not upright, not sitting, falling to the ground. So this literal different perspective is what's being uh, the poet is talking about here. Literally, right as we're falling, we see things differently. And it's certainly disorienting and frightening. This is exactly what we don't want. And it's a surprise. We don't see it coming. But this seeing that happens with this big different perspective, with this big shift. And it's often people report a big shift in their practice. These big shifts that happen with practice. Uh, some people will say this is like life changing is when there's a shift in perspective. So for some people, it's literally like going from sitting meditation to a walking meditation. I know I've had some big shifts when just something as simple like that. Or maybe this shift in like just drinking a cup of tea. It's this moment of something different. So it doesn't have to be as radical as falling to the ground, but sometimes it feels like that, like Like what we're used to, just the rug gets pulled out from underneath us. 
And it's only under those circumstances where we can see this different perspective. So this person says, I was the spoonful of rice. She was what she was looking for. She had been outside of herself looking for something, looking, in this case, right, maybe on alms round, literally, but figuratively, how often are we looking outside for the world to give us to satisfy this sense of lack? But then she discovers, oh, I was the spoonful of rice. What she was looking for, she was what she was looking for. And it's the very act of seeking that prevents us from seeing. Because there's, so the seeking has this momentum to it that doesn't allow us to see. And she also sees this whole world, the bowl. The whole world is like supporting. There's a way in which being held by this bowl. Sometimes we feel like the world is doing anything but supporting us. But what would it be like if we considered that actually that everything that's happening in our life is to help us become free, is to help us find or so that we no longer have to seek. And maybe we have to stop seeking in order to feel this support. Because inherent in seeking is that we have this insufficiency and that we can't see, or that we don't have what we want. And then the poem ends, you can't miss, even if you try. This encouragement what would it be like to not be seeking? What would you do if you knew you would succeed? What would you try if you knew you couldn't miss? So one more time, I'll read this poem. Another day, walking in circles with an empty bowl. Leaning on my staff in the middle of the road, my whole body shaking with hunger. What little strength I had left, left me. As I was falling to the ground, I saw I was the spoonful of rice. And this whole world, the bowl, you can't miss, even if you try. So this poem is by Matty Weingast, the same um, poet from the first two days of this week. Again, it's Matty Weingast, and he's writing in this book, The First Free Women. So I wish you all a wonderful day. Thank you.